are now listening to Real Talk with Mr. Q, the War Machine. Episode of Real Talk. I'm your host, Mr. Q, the War Machine. Thank you for joining me wherever you may be. Want to give a shout out to all the people in New York, New York, Brooklyn, Albany, Forest Hill, Lambton, Ernhurst, Buffalo, Bronx, Middleton, Far, uh, Fairpoint, Pittsford, New York, and Deer Park. Thank you for joining me wherever you are. All the other people, thank you all of the time, world, whatever. Just want to say shout out to you. Thank you for your five minutes, five seconds, whatever you're going to do. Today's podcast is going to be entitled, and I might change it. So if you follow this show, I might change, say it, say something on the podcast. It may be ended up something different. But most definitely, this podcast is going to be the Jacob Blake story which is all of our story to a point, along with uh, countless others. It almost sounds like we, uh, like prisoners of war, uh, uh, not uh, not prisoners of war, but um, casualties of war. We, every episode, we reading off the names of people, brothers and sisters who have gotten their lives taken from uh, Esau's battle goons, and Karen's running around here trying to get people offed and done away with. But again, I'm going to talk about this story and the concepts of, uh, I was listening to a pod, uh, not the pod, I was listening to um, Vicki Dillard yesterday, and I was, you know, I listened to her from time to time, and she was talking about how the mother and how it's always a trend. And she kind of, you know, spared and make your mind think that it's always when something happened, we got to go get the mothers. They got to weaponize the mothers. We got to get the mothers out there to calm everything down. We got to get them to get us back in line. Or you got the two-third niggas running around here crying all the time. And so I'm going to take it from that per- that point, that perspective of why is this happening? You know, um, I did a podcast back in my first season that was entitled The Making of a Slave, the Willie Lynch Letters. And I was telling my audience at the time, I'm telling you all who are new to the show, thank you for joining again. Um, and folks just passed by and haters, same thing, uh, about this little book that I had came across called The Willie Lynch Letters, The Making of a Slave, 35 pages. 35 pages, people, that basically broke it down. 35 pages. It looked like a look, you know, and I explained, it looked like a little kid's book. Like my my son would read it, or some somebody in first grade would probably read it as a little story. But in that little 35-page book that, when it was printed, was cost like $5. It cost me about $7 from shipping from Amazon. I, I stress that people, y'all, go get this book. Read it. It's like a little pamphlet, 35 pages. You can read that like that. But it broke down the psychological 
mindset of black men and women and how the slave master, how Esau and his mistress, because, uh, again, you need to go get uh, Stephanie Jones Rogers' book. We, uh, we were there, her property. That's a good book. I advise you to read that. That's a very good book. Try to get that sister fired out there at uh, University of Berkeley because Karen's got mad. Becky's got mad and wanted to get rid of her. So go get that book. They were her property. That's a very good book. You, you're going to enjoy it. Yeah. But anyway, back to this book in particular. And I did a, about an hour-long podcast. That was, I think that's my first hour-long podcast I did on a book. And I talked about how the slave master used how they broke the woman down. And how to how he used the women as as a attack doll as a as a guard to keep the black man in check. And I sit here and I read it that they'll make the man physically strong, but mentally and emotionally weak. They broke the woman and gave her a negative, and I'm gonna say this again, a negative, independent spirit, separate from her man. And she teach that negative spirit to her daughter constantly through generation through generation. Now, there's a few sisters out there that have woken up and they have come, un, come under the submission of their husband and their husband submitted to them and they become they're a wonderful couple and they're doing great things. But for all you other two percenter niggas out here, women and niggas who y'all figure y'all can't get along. That's the reason. That's part of the reason. Now, you might say. Mr. Q, what that has to do with Jacob Blake's mom? Well, it goes back to this thing here, how the white media and how Esau used the woman to come out and say, we don't need to have all this violence. We don't need to do this calm down, calm down, calm down. And then, you know, if you remember back in Baltimore, when at the Baltimore riots and the mom was whooping the boys, boy's ass out there because he wanted to come out and protest the injust injustice of the police force in that city and the mom was slapping the boy and everybody was praising high-fiving this woman until all of a sudden something else came out weaponizing the the mothers it's almost like weaponized the women calm down making of a slave putting that fear in it i got in one better remember the little boy who the karen sat there and said the little black boy touched the booty in the story and surveillance pictures show that the little boy wasn't nowhere near her ass and they had to go in and the mom had to make try to make the son apologize and the boy said i ain't gonna apologize but the mom said we apologize but the boy said i, I don't not see we need to stop apologizing for the injustice that's happening to us fuck karen fuck esau now i know people gonna sit up i know people are gonna say well damn but that's what how you gonna fuck them I know forgiveness. You're going to sit up here and lie. Going to come after this little boy. All these brothers and sisters and lost their lives off of some, I was scared. I was frightened. You frightened of your own spirit, Esau. That's all you, you fighting on. You fighting over the stuff that you've been doing for centuries. 465 years you got away with this mess. The time's up for you. Now you're scared. You're shaking in your boots. So you're going to deliberately go out here and... Put your hands on people. Brother, 
Blake wasn't involved in no domestic scuffle. He was coming to the scene to break one up due to security guard. He was trying to break this stuff up. Esau just wanted to put some bullets in somebody. That's all. That's all he wanted to do. His brother, as I mentioned on the last podcast, his father came out and said, there's a possibility, if not, he may not be able to walk. He's paralyzed from the neck down. And another thing that I watching um Vicky Dillard, she had it on the show, you know, that the father came out and said he can't trust white people. But see, they didn't want to talk to the to the father anymore. They wanted to talk to the mother. And me and countless others have all said this. Whether whatever, whatever arrangement you want to put it in that. When it comes to the strong masculinity of black men, strong masculinity of black men, not black males, because you got 2% niggas running around that are male, but they don't have the heart or courage of a man. But two, but those brothers that are men who are doing what they're supposed to do, defending their family, standing up for what need to be, they don't want to talk to them because, see, they don't want to hear the truth. And the truth, Esau, that we can't stand your ass. And your time is coming to an end. You up here right now offering yourself. Got, you know, it was, I ran across this story. Classic uh, um, hab, force of habit, I guess, for Esau. This 62-year-old man out here in Oregon. Um, no, Washington State. My bad. I'm crashing. Washington State out here. Landlord killed this uh, young couple. 22, 23-year-old young white couple. He cut them up. He <laughs> dismembered them and put them in a suitcase. Oh, this story was today. It's on my Twitter, on my Twitter account. For all y'all, I'm telling you, I'll be putting some stories on there that the the mainstream news evil try to suppress or hurry up and push that crap on out of here. So if you want to know some stuff, go over to my Twitter account. I, I post countless stories. That I just say, oh, this is be interesting. Somebody might want to see this. Go over there, join. Read about that story where this this Edomite cut up these other Edomites, chopped them up and put them in a suitcase. Serious. I did a podcast about this Russian doctor who found out his girlfriend was a transsexual. He'd been dating this chick for years, and then she decided I'm gonna come clean because she was post op. She wasn't with her rod. And he would, you know what he did? He chopped her ass up. He disembodied her ass. And he ate, he made soup out of her. <laughs> yes, he did. This dude, this dude made soup out of her ass and made sausage out of her. The dude was eating this chick. I tell you no lie. Go look it up. Got the video visual of how the dude look on YouTube channel. Go check it out. I'm serious. So, back to the top of the hand. The independent spirit. Let's use the mama. Let's, you know, you get these attorneys that come in and say, you know, you say this thing because you want to have a settlement. I'm going to tell you something like this. If that was my child, there's not amount of money on the world for me to sit up there and tell Esau to your face, I can't stand you. I hate you. And I pray that the most high destroy you. I'm going to say it again. I hate you. And I want the most high to destroy you. 
I don't want your money because the money that you got is mine anyway. Thief. I just want you to just get yours. And you're going to get yours. Speaking of getting, I got to throw this in because this all ties into whatever it is of how karma and how all this stuff kind of. Yeah, y'all probably heard a story about Jerry Falwell Jr. This. <laughs> him and his wife had that that menage a trois thing going on with a dude. Dude up here banging the wife and then he also banging Jerry in the in the rear. Jerry playing with himself. See? All these people that come up talking that nonsense. Just just coming out. This stuff just coming out. There's a story speaking of uh the Blake story in the ride and the stuff. There were some people that got killed up in folks they were uh some of the um citizens or people that was out there anti-protest was out there shooting up against the protest and they found one this teenager 17 year old dude and his name is on 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 twitter 17 year old dude who's sympathetic to the police force went out there and shot his ar at the crowd at a couple of protesters he got charged with endanger negative uh, dangerous intent to harm he should be charged with aggravated assault because he knew what he was doing. He was arrested, took it in, whatever. But, you know, he, you know how the system going to go. That's just like those uh, two clowns that was down there protecting their house, went to the RNC, and they praising somebody. Now, I understand, protect your family, protect your home. Now, you know, that's cool. You know, people say, well, are you against? No, no, no. You know, hey. But the thing about it, they made that the DA politicized something that what normal people would do anyway. If I seen a group of people coming to my house, hell yeah, I'm going to get my gun. Because I don't know what the hell you're going to do. I'm going to defend it because, hey, what's in there is mine. But see, when you politicize and you, well, you should be brought on charges. See, it goes both ways. You're just you giving one side or the other ammo to use. If it would just say, hey, it was just a simple unrest, these folks stayed up. Story would have faded on off and got the hell on. That's it. Now you elevate these people to some hero status. Just that fast. Stupid. But I wanted to stay on the thing about the mom and the weaponization of the mothers, how the media use that. Every time somebody get buried, a body, here come the mom or some, some uh, sibling crying with snot dripping out their nose. They wouldn't want that. Hell, they didn't want what they got. So how would you know what they want? They gone, but I'm speaking for them. No, that's what you would want. Because, again, you want the settlement. And I know people may say, well, hey, you coming up? I'm like, no, 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 people. Let me tell you like this here. Human life is precious. Black human life is precious. There's not an amount of money in the world. I mean, I mean, if that was my son. I feel just like Jacob Blake Sr. said, I can't stand you. I can't trust you. And I, I will be with that. And that's not hatred. That's true fact. That's historical, current event, documented. That Esau, Edomite, white man, whatever you want to be called, you can't be trusted. And you out here doing things to and fro, looking for trouble. I got another story for you out of Texas. This brother. Got pulled over. And I laugh at it because it's stupid how 
these folks just chump up stuff. Brother got got pulled by some cops because he had too many credit cards. This dude got a family. I think he had a family about five kids or more, or less, give or take. Black brother. Some you know, police police called him saying you know, asking him, questioning him, how many credit? Why you got all those credit cards? Obvious motherfucker, they got his name on it. What you think? But this is the foolishness that Esau keep pulling, and we keep allowing because we have folks coming out saying we don't want to having violence. Stop the violence. Stop burning down something. Hell, fuck it. Turn up the heat. Let it rip. Stop telling your sons, mothers out here you, with that mammy <laughs> mentality, two-third nigga attitude. Stop telling your sons to stand down. Stand up. Because you know they're just, and like I said, any amount of voting, preaching, hugging, kissing, none of that stuff is going to help change anything. And I mean, and I'm going to quote what the mom said because somebody said this, and I, I think I said it on the last part because I'm going to say it again. She said, we all humans. Let me tell you something. When Esau pulled you over, do he or she who get out of that car look at you as a human? No, you're a black man or black woman. Damn your black kids in the back. It doesn't matter. Kids in the back, who cares? You're black. Because they don't call in the dispatch. Oh, this is unique. 39 to Central. Boop. Go ahead. Go ahead, Central. Go ahead, 39. Um, I stopped this uh, pickup truck, uh, suburban type thing uh, off of Lincoln and Bradbury going south. Driver with no suit, with no seat belt. Uh, need a uh, license plate check. Boop. Go ahead. Now you get out, office coming, sir, license, registration. You give him the registration. He looking in your car. Uh, uh, sir, you need to get out. You know, for, you know what's what's up, officer? Seen the problem. Uh, and I need you to get out. I ain't get out for nothing. Next thing you know, he called for backup. Unit thirty nine to Central. Boop. Go ahead, thirty nine. Uh, I need backup. Uh, uh, owner of vehicle is getting belligerent. I think uh, I need serious backup. But thirty nine, there's unit eighteen in the proximity. ETA eighteen seconds. Thank you. They don't be saying that shit about you human. They're looking at it. You're black. I get tired of hearing it. We all human. God made us all. That umbrella of love and everybody. Take that somewhere. Take that. Take that and go somewhere else. Go somewhere else with that nonsense. Because it's not going to fly here. I'm sorry. It's not going to fly. Here. Not here. Not in the war room. Now, like I said, again, people is, is going to get tough tougher before it get even better because there's no better gonna come out of it now again brother with his credit cards how why in the hell are you questioning but you know what someone had said this about had an incident with an officer asking him about his car like um can you afford this car <laughs> somebody <laughs> i listen one of you youtube i used to listen to say yeah i can afford a car i'm, I'm driving it what's it to you you know I, I i you know just saying i know the payments may be be hard on you what the hell that got to do with me? You give you pulling me over. I'm just saying, you know. And this and this, you know what this reminds me of. You remember that scene out of Rosewood when all when the Edomites, all of them, eventually those 
got mad. They wanted to go over there to the black side. Remember that dude was talking about uh the black the white dude was talking about the black dude said he this nigga high ass nigga got a piano. I ain't got a piano. I want a piano, nigga. And somebody said, boy, sit down. You don't even know how to play a piano. He said it doesn't matter. That nigga shouldn't have one. Remember that scene in there? That's the mentality that a lot of these Edomites continue to feel that though black folks work hard, they're essential workers, they're out here in this COVID and all this stuff you putting your life online, don't give a goddamn. You do not deserve anything that you work hard for unless Esau gives it to you. So the first thing, where you get that from? What the hell you think I got it from the dealership, bitch? What, the, what you talking about? Really? You know, uh, what's the payment? None of your goddamn business. Man, give me a ticket before I can roll up out of here. Go on, write it up before I can bounce. Because you bothering me. Got any drugs in the car? No, ain't no drugs in here. Only drug in here is you. You don't mind me searching the car? No. What is your problem? Well, I'm just trying to, you're just trying to get on my damn nerve. That's what you're trying to do. Write the ticket. I was wearing my seatbelt. Let me get the hell on. I got to drop these kids off. Now, y'all, what what, 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 what we doing here? Uh, sir, uh, you know, we just, you know, you can calm down. Anybody calm, I just want them to go. You see? And that's just, that's how that scenario always play out. And it's not just cops. Hey, you could be in, in your, in the neighborhood, in so-called good neighborhoods. Nosy-ass neighbors. Hey, neighbor, what you doing? What you got over there? My nuts, that's what I got. What you worried about? Oh, hey, hey. Killing me with that crazy stuff. Stupid stuff. Jealous. Nigga, you go get the same thing. You always bragging about, I can go, I can go, I can go. Well, go get it. Just leave me the hell alone. I'm out of my own business. But you can't stand that because you got to come because you're an agitator. Because your spirit, you have no spirit. Your spirit is full of folly and evil. And all that junk, I love everybody. Man, take that tr take that, and shove it up your ass somewhere because that's not flying here. It's not. And like I said, it goes back to the weaponization of our music, our uh, cartoon. They got cartoons weaponized to desensitize kids. Whatever happened to G.I. Joe, good versus evil, He-Man. What happened to stuff where, where, hey, don't talk to strangers. Now you got, dang, you ever see, what's that, uh, that TV show off of AMC, uh, I can't, uh, end something without the dude going to Christmas land. Now you you got folks up here celebrating and abdicating pedophilia, child snatching. Because that whole show is about child snatching pedophiles all day long. Dude driving around in an old limo, a limo, snatching up kids, taking them to Christmas land, turning them into monsters, draining their energy. Ain't that something, ain't that sick? That's some sick-ass stuff, but that's what you see on television. I ain't making this up. You, Hey, it is. I had to sit down and watch this show. I'm trying to figure out, I said, what the hell is this show about? A two-time loser dude who, who wanted to have a business, a limo company, couldn't get about this old limo that had something that, that wanted to drain evil, was full of evil draining out of kids. Driving into some place now called Christmas Land. Kids getting snatched 
years after years going missing. Turn them into little monsters and stuff. They ain't even kids no more. The concept is just borderline child snatching, pedophilia, point blank, hand down. But this is supposed to be entertainment and other stuff that goes about that we put on, we allow to be put on television. Ain't nothing good too much on TV. But this weaponization of the mothers of, oh, my son wouldn't want to do that. You, come on, now that's your baby. You cared that child. But it goes back, like I said again, when it comes down, like, hey, you know, we don't want to get a mad because we want to have a good settlement. Man, I'm telling you, that's not amount of money in the world can bring my child back. None. Period. I don't want your damn money because it's blood money. It is. It's blood money. You're trying to pay me off to shut you for all these folks who want to tear down this shit and loot and burn shit down. You want me to be the spokesperson, go out there and quiet them down, mama. Let them know that, hey, you all right. No. Go out there and burn this shit up. Burn it all the way down. Ashes, nigga. Just, it's all just poof, gone. But, you know, all, I mean, but the violence, like they say, the uprate is just spewing over. But this, go, this is what happens when we have practiced this thing of love our love the our neighbor, which is not them, but we don't love our own black people. We love Esau so much. We want to love Esau. We want Esau's approval. We want Esau women. We want Esau we want Esau men and we want to we want to be accepted. So damn bad. And the must can't stand your guts, but you still want to cheese and grin in front of them. I'm a, I'm a kind of end take another note, but I'm end on this night about the RNC. Super coon, super coon time. That's what it was, super coon time. That Hershey walk up there, Tim Scott, Vernon Jones. Mm. Hershey was, used to be up there. I used to, man, Hershey was that thing, man. Coon and buffooning. When he sit up here and say, you know, sometimes you just get people on a bad day. So, like I said, Hershey, all them people that called me a nigger, most of the time I called them on, on a bad day just showing up. Hey, you nigger. Man, I just caught them on a bad day, huh? <laughs> that's that's stupid. And Vernon Jones, like I said, I met Vernon Jones a couple of times when he was running for most of the office in Georgia. Oh, yeah. For him to get up there, again, Coon City. Cooning. And for what? Because they're two-third niggas trying to save this system. Trying their damnness to save a system that's broken. And all this stuff, I made it. No, you made it. But at what cost? What did you give up to get to that point? Because you ain't a man because you ain't going to walk away from it. Well, I can't walk away from it. They admit to I can't walk away from it. I got to pivot. <laughs> Stupid people, man. But the weaponization of our mothers is back in the forefront. Go on out there, mama. Put them down. Go on and tell them that we all. I, I go out there because I want those babies to be hurt. Where are the warrior sisters up here that everybody was talking about in Wakanda? Like, yeah. Where are those sisters at? Where are those sisters that's mothers like that? You know, that's, like I said, I seen some of them when they was out there. In fact, in those formations, them sisters carrying them guns. Y'all need to come out and, and train these mammies and put them, out, put them out, take them out in the pasture somewhere and let them retire. Because it's time out for all that hugging and kissing. It's time out for all that. Y'all calm it down now. Let the let the justice systems and everything work its you know work its way out. Cause 
Come on now, how long have we seen that happen? Had Daniel Cameron on there with his buck dancing ass on RNC talking at Joe. I don't know what racist is. Cooning and buffooning because he got a Karen too. I said, y'all must be killing me with that stuff. Two-third niggas. That's why I made that podcast yesterday. Two-third niggas. Two-thirds y'all going to drop. And you're already walking dead as it is because you already said, you know what? No matter what, I'm not going to lose what I got. And if I got to stand next to Esau, I stand next to him. Like I said, <laughs> can't make this stuff up. I'm going to end with this analogy for uh, off, uh, for some sci-fi people. And for those who don't, you know, probably don't into sci-fi, you might not get it. But I know everyone has seen Star Wars. So let's just throw that on out there. But you, let's think about the rise of the Sith. Or in this case here, the rise of the Edomite. We just retitle it. Now, Anakin Skywalker was supposed to bring balance to the force. Let's flip that. Anakin, in this case, is the black man. Esau is Emperor Palpatine. Now, Esau is a master manipulator. That's just like Palpatine was with Anakin. Now, Anakin is stronger than Palpatine. He knows that because Palpatine is a leech. That's why he always have like Darth Maul, uh, Count Dooku and all these other clowns because he feeds off their energy because he can't stand on his own. He needs them to balance him. So he's the great manipulator. He's the puppet master. Anakin has the force stronger than all of them, but he's weak in mind. That is the mindset of us as black people. We allow Esau to mind screw us with this, this, this Jedi mind trick, this, this, force thing to control us we're stronger than the, than uh esau is you saw what happened to damn uh damn what is master one do samuel jackson thing said he need to be killed but what happened he got traded by anakin got thrown off of that ass died see two-third niggas two-third nigga that's how we think instead of ending this We'll get rid of the person who's standing next to it because it was two of them. Palpatine didn't have the force to go up against Master One Duke and Anakin both combined forces. He was doomed. It was over with. He was about to take that take that that room temperature challenge. It was gonna be over. But what Anakin said, no, I gotta get my mama back. I gotta get I gotta say Padme. I gotta say <laughs> But in this case for black people, man, I gotta say my Rams, I gotta say Jordan, man. Come on, man. Them new Kobe's coming out. There. And true enough, they got some shoes that's tribute to Kobe's coming out. So I know a lot of you two-third niggas going to buy them. I already know that. So I know that you will do this. We can end. Now, got to get my stuff, man. I got to get that stuff, man. I need Esau for them shoes. <sighs> They're going to be worth money one day. Instead of having an empire... As a whole, you sold out for a pair of shoes. Hey, y'all ain't even do like damn, <laughs> like they did the, the the Messiah for a bag of silver. You you sold out for shoes and junk. And the reason why I use that analogy because it it, it plays into the situation. It it works. We are powerful, but we are mentally and physically no not physically mentally and spiritually dumbed down. And Esau played these mind tricks with 
all the time doing all this stuff, moving the hand, do, 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 and we just falling for it. Because even fast forward up over the years after the rise of the Sith, as we go to the end, the very end, what we consider the end, to, for us who know when it came, the, the, the last Jedi. At that point in time, when Darth Vader was able, he was so strong that he was able to suppress his thoughts from the Emperor. Go back and look at the movie, and at some point, the Emperor will call Darth Vader, Lord Vader, I sent something. He said, what is it, my master? There's nothing. He was able to suppress his thoughts. He was able to control. He started figuring out how to suppress certain things to keep the Emperor blinded from his thoughts and what he was thinking. Though it may have been vague, but he was able to do it. Same thing with black people. <laughs> and we don't, we don't figure it out. We constantly be out here telling business. So, again, this weaponization of the mothers. And the news media is using it. Mothers, don't do it. Stop doing it. Give a shout out to Jacob Blake Sr. Who came out and said that. Because that's what a real man... You don't suppose to love your enemy that's constantly out here killing your people. And keep telling yourself, we all human and we're all going to get along. That's not going to work. That's not going to fly. It can't fly. It can't continue to do that. I don't care who promised you something. I don't care how much you're going to get out of it. Because I'm going to tell you at night, all the money in the world is not going to consume that grief. And basically, you're going to sit up here and sow your soul to try to Swoo things over. You know you didn't co-sign it. And this is what we keep. And I said this countless times on this platform. Before I left and now I came back and saying again. We co-signed this foolishness. Every time you sit up here and say, I'm sorry. I accept your apology and all this stuff. And you know you're going to go right back out here and do it. You're co-signing the abuse. You're co-signing the, the, the police brutality. You're co-signing because you ain't saying enough is enough. You're saying it, but... You know what? I forgive you. As Herschel Walker said, maybe I caught you on a bad day. I'm going to leave you with that. Well, people, that's all the time I have talking about that. And, uh, again, give a shout-out to all the people who come by and listen. Like I said, again, thank you for taking your time out to come in here and listen. Whether it's five seconds, five minutes, I really appreciate it. Wherever you may be all over the world, time zones. As I said, again, shout-out to all the people in New York today. I'll be shining out some uh, some other people tomorrow. Uh, yeah, this is still August. I had to look, look at the catalog. This is still Black Business Month for us. Please support your black business, brick and mortar, and e-commerce. If you have any bad experience with black business, do not let that tarnish your experience of black business. And please don't get into that ignorant thing of why should I buy black? Because we need our own economic system. Let's support it. Let our, let our dollar circle. Let us make up real, uh, rich business economy and not the facade that we see that Esau's propping up. That's all I'm saying. That's it. But if not, hey, you know, because most of the stuff that we sell, we know that Esau coming by it too. No biggie. And they want to buy it. When I mean buy, not buy like one or two. No, I want to buy it because they know that, hey, we're putting in some real work over here. So please go by We Buy Black. Check out thecushionschains.com and many other, and I do mean many other, black-owned businesses. See what they got. As I said, do not let one or two bad black business experiences kill or leave that, that awful taste in your mouth. Because, hey, you go to Esau Business, he 
throw shit in your face. You'll come back tomorrow. And you know you will. With that, I'm your man, Mr. Q, the War Machine host. Come on back for another episode of Real Talk. I will say like this here, be safe, be vigilant. I'm telling you, not paying attention. Be safe, be vigilant. That means be aware of your surroundings. Be aware of things, things seen and unseen. But to come on back and listen to another podcast. I thank you again. I'm out. This was The War Machine. Real Talk with Mr. Q. Don't forget to join us next time.